Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Konnichi Value, the podcast where I, Ray Saito, talk about how to be a great value investor, especially with a focus on Japanese stocks, bonds, real estate, you name it, I write about it. So, without further ado, let's roll the intro. <laughs> So, last week, I had three great arguments for why you should invest in real estate in Japan. But this week, I'm going to focus on the arguments against investing. Before that, I have the link in the show notes to the previous episode. And you should really check it out. Because if you only read this argument, you're going to think that Japan is all doom and gloom. But there's actually some really good opportunities of real estate investments here in Japan. Also... I recommend that you check out my article on konichivalue.substack.com, also links in the show notes, because there all the graphs, the tables, the numbers I talk about are much more visible than if you listen to this podcast. And lastly, in the bottom of my article, I have a research paper from the International Monetary Fund talking about the prospects of the housing market in Japan. It's very good. It's not that long, and I super recommend you reading it because it's literally half an hour to get a full scope of exactly how the Japanese housing market is doing and how it's going to do for the years to come. With that said, I would like to start with the three arguments against buying real estate in Japan. Argument number one. Japanese people are still afraid to invest in real estate here. Housing price in Tokyo have risen approximately 5% since 1992. In almost all other prefectures in Japan, housing prices are nowhere near the 1992 pre-bubble levels. At the same time, from 1992 to today, the average property prices in London have increased almost 600%. And in New York City, they have increased by 640%. So simply put, Japanese real estate prices have grown abysmally slow since the bubble burst in 92, especially compared to foreign peers. So if historical data is anything to go by, if you have a house here and you one day decide to sell it, you might just recover the cost of the house plus maybe the taxes you pay to buy it in the first place and selling it. The major reason for this is the extreme trauma that the bursting of the asset bubble in 92 had. It's actually the world's biggest asset bubble in history. So you might be able to understand the trauma Japanese people still feel about that bubble bursting. And the collective psyche of Japan in general has since been real estate is a risky and unattractive investment. It has been changing a lot recently. Japanese people have been more keen to invest, especially in hot cities like Tokyo, Fukuoka, Osaka, etc. And thanks, quotation marks, to foreign investments, recent trends have pointed to Japanese real estate prices increasing substantially. Prices for newly built real estate, especially around Tokyo, have risen significantly since 2013. And uh, amount of foreign investment has exceeded 1 trillion Japanese yen for the first time in 2021 during the COVID pandemic, basically. 
again, the rise of Japanese housing prices that is so reliant on foreign investments is not so good because if that sentiment change, either that the money dries up from those countries or something else just changes, another market in Asia becomes more attractive, then we might see this trend disappear and the housing market get lower again. But I think it's definitely still more interesting than just saying that Japanese people have lost interest for housing. But again, it's still a great argument against buying property in Japan. Argument number two, earthquakes, tsunamis, typhoons, and volcanoes. Because although Japan only accounts for 0.28% of the world's land area and just 1.9% of the world's population, it is the site of 18.5% of earthquakes with a magnitude of 6 or greater and 7% of all active volcanoes in the world. The harsh reality of a nation so prone to all these disasters is that Japanese people just don't see properties as a great investment. It's really beaten into the psyche of the Japanese people that properties constantly get raised and rebuilt and therefore the depreciation for houses, condos and apartments are bigger than most other places on this planet. To be fair, repairs can usually be made and the Japanese do enjoy some of the world's best earthquake resistant buildings. However, repairing aged structures are always costly. And even the best and newest homes will have damages after a few 8.0 or higher earthquakes. With that said, land prices are seen as long-term investments by Japanese people. So buying land might actually hedge you against the depreciation of housing prices. But in the exception of major cities, again like Osaka, Tokyo, Nagoya or Fukuoka, land prices have depreciated over time. I have a graph in my article showing exactly how much land prices have depreciated, so please check it out. Argument number three, population decline. So this is a, a big one. And I think if there's one thing that Japan is famous for, especially in the past decades, is that the country's population is declining rapidly. Japan's population has been declining since 2009. And in 2009, the population was around 129 million. And it's expected to be less than 125.5 million by the end of this year, 2022. The population is expected to fall below 100 million by 2058, and if the trend continues, the population will continue to decrease to just 50 million people by 2100. I won't go into the details on why this is happening, because there are so many articles talking about this subject, but the main cause is the rapidly decreasing number of births, which is currently at the lowest level it has been since the data started being collected in 1899. In 2019, only 864,000 babies were born in Japan. That is 54,000 less than the numbers from 2018. And this year, 2022, we expect to have as little as 800,000 babies. So 64,000 babies less 
than in 2019. Also, the fertility rate in Japan is at 1.4 births per woman, far below the population replacement of 2.1. Important to note here, though, is that Japan's birth rate is actually higher than many of its neighbors, most notably China, South Korea, and Taiwan, which all have lower birth rates than Japan. Their birth rate started declining faster and more recently than Japan. But if birth rates is the number one reason for you not to look at Japanese real estate, you should also look away from these countries. There are many bad things with a declining birth rate, especially for real estate. But one thing that might surprise you is that a 1% decrease in population in a country has a 5% decrease in property prices. So the property prices gets lower much faster at average than the population decreases. So that's a big warning sign for Japan. However, major cities in Japan and popular tourist destinations are actually experiencing rapid population growth as people from rural areas are migrating for better opportunities. I have a figure in my show notes and in the article on my website that shows a map where you can see how the housing prices have developed over the years. And so it's very simple to see that since 2002, almost every place in Tokyo has experienced a decline in housing prices of as much as 15%. However, if you look since 2014, there's actually many places in Japan, most notably Hokkaido, Fukushima, Fukuoka, and Osaka, that has increased their housing prices rapidly. Another very surprising fact is that despite the declining population since 2009, the total number of houses in Japan is actually increasing. This is due to the share of three-generation type families declining dramatically as younger people move into major cities where the sum of one-person or couple-only houses have increased to exceed over 50% of the total housing stock. Less people living together actually equals more demand for properties. However, this is an argument against buying properties in Japan, and that is because if the population continues to decline at its current rate, the influx of people moving to bigger cities will subside over time, and then the real estate prices will decline. In fact, demand for one-person or couple-only houses is projected to subside as early as 2030. So, in the short to medium term, I'm talking around 10 to 20 years even, property prices in major cities will likely go up, but eventually, if the population decreases at the same rate, the property prices will also fall. So, those are my three arguments against buying property in Japan. And to summarize, Japan's real estate market is gloomy to say the least. I mean, the Japanese population still do not see real estate as the same low-risk, high-reward asset as most of the world does. And who can blame them? I mean, traumatized by the burst of the world's biggest asset bubble in 1992, and the constant barrage of tsunamis, earthquakes, and even volcanoes, the Japanese people 
have every reason to doubt the appreciation of the Japanese housing market. And if that wasn't enough, the Japanese population is shrinking rapidly, and by the end of this century, it will likely go down from today's 128.5 million people to less than 50 million people. However, there are glimmers of hope even on the negative side. The population decline has increased the influx of people to major cities, which are fueling the major cities' property prices. Also, many foreigners are pouring in money in the Japanese real estate market, especially in those major cities, but also hot tourist destinations. At the end of the day, if the negative sentiment among Japanese people continues, while its population slowly declines, Japanese real estate prices will likely decline with them. Thank you for your time and have a great evening. Bye-bye. Oh, by the way, before you leave, please check out my article on why you should invest in real estate in Japan. You definitely need to listen to both podcasts or read both articles to have an informed decision if you really want to look at the Japanese property market. Secondly, read the International Monetary Fund's working paper, Demographics and the Housing Market. It's really good, really short, and consistently describes what I've been saying here in a much more detailed way. Now, <laughs> have a great day. Bye-bye. Money, 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 money.